Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good morning. It's 830. I'm Karen Brown and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, casinos ask Congress not to gamble on funding to fight the Zika virus. Then, listening to veterans across the state. A health minute from Dr. Rick DeShazo on acne and helping members of the armed forces get the psychological care they need before it's too late. We can provide psychological health resources for service members, veterans, and their families. What we're trying to do is let people know that these wounds are real, uh, that you don't have to be in a combat, ex- have a combat experience to come back or to be uh, having these issues. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The hospitality industry in Mississippi and across the country is calling on Congress to provide the money it takes to combat the Zika virus. Casinos and other tourism businesses are asking lawmakers to pass the legislation to fight the mosquito-borne illness. Legislation that would provide $1.1 billion for Zika prevention efforts is stalled in the U.S. Senate several times over provisions concerning Planned Parenthood. Whitaker Askew is vice president of government relations for the American Gaming Association. He tells MPB's Evelina Burnett the association has joined more than 100 other organizations and companies in a letter to all members of Congress. When we are looking at legislation uh, out of the United States Congress, and I'm based up in Washington, D.C., obviously it is our job to go and fight for funding to ensure that consumers who enter into the state of Mississippi and, quite frankly, states across the country can enjoy the first-class entertainment experience that our members are proud to offer with the peace of mind uh, of ensuring that states and localities are doing everything they can to combat this growing threat posed by the Zika virus. So we were proud to join more than 100 organizations from across the country in calling for Congress to pass this legislation as soon as possible to ensure that the funding gets to the necessary places to combat uh, this concern that's rapidly growing across the country. Is this something that the American, at least, you know, in your sort of knowledge, that the American Gaming Association has done before, uh, sort of, you know, taking a stand on what is essentially public health uh, legislation? You know, any, any issue that's out there that impacts the consumers and the employees in our facilities is something that we take very seriously. And as you can imagine, when you have mass resort facilities like you find in in the market in Mississippi, uh, that brings together a lot of folks from a lot of different parts of the country and from across the world. And so any issue like the Zika virus and the public health risks associated with that obviously will catch our attention, which is why, you know, having more than 100 different organizations from the travel Uh, and hospitality space all came together to join many others from across the country in calling on Congress to to enact this legislation. Uh, It's something that we take seriously, and we want to ensure that our customers and our employees are enjoying the product that we're proud to offer 
in a safe and responsible manner. So yes, absolutely, any issue like this that impacts uh, our operations and our customers is something that we will engage on. Have you been hearing from your members, or is this something where you're letting your members know, you know, this might be something they should be concerned about? You know, we certainly collaborate with member facilities on many issues that impact them. Part of our job as the National Trade Organization representing the casino industry across the country is to ensure that they're up to speed on uh, decisions that are being made in Washington. As you well know, and certainly Mississippi is no different, gaming tends to be uh, looked at through the state levels because it's licensed, regulated, and taxed primarily at the state level. But our job here in Washington, D.C., and the AGA's advocacy role is to ensure that our members are informed on issues taking place and under consideration here in Washington that impact them. So I think it's probably a double, uh, it's a two-way street in terms of our members are, are paying close attention. For instance, if, if you notice, some of the other signers of the letter includes MGM Resorts International, which is one of the larger gaming employers in the state of Mississippi, for example. And so we certainly work with our members and other industry stakeholders to ensure that, uh, that information is getting where it needs to go and that our efforts are being heard loud and clear on Capitol Hill. Do you feel like people in general are sort of paying enough attention to the Zika funding issue, you know, in terms of kind of uh, maybe putting pressure on their legislators to pass any kind of legislation? Well, I would certainly hope so. Uh, you know, I, can, I, I, I can't speak for all others out there in terms of how they're dividing their time and what issues they're paying attention to, but I think increasingly so, particularly when you turn on the nightly news every night, and this, you know, the concern over Zika is always uh, in the headlines, I would imagine that constituents and citizens from many states across the country are starting to pay more attention. Certainly the gaming industry is paying attention, as are uh, many others in the travel industry, Uh, and I think that's why, over time, uh, over the last few months, Congress is starting to hear their constituents, which is why we're optimistic that before they leave town here in the next few weeks, funding will be passed through Congress to get where it needs to go to help combat this growing threat. So your sense is that something will happen over the next few weeks? We're certainly optimistic. Now, we're going to continue working with with other allies and making sure that lawmakers understand what's at stake. Uh, And, you know, certainly uh, credit to the Mississippi delegation. Uh, I would imagine that on a bipartisan basis, uh, when you look at the states that could be potentially impacted by the Zika virus or that are already being impacted as we speak, they're certainly paying attention. And I expect that their colleagues are starting to pay attention as well because this is a national concern. And credit to the Mississippi delegation, uh, and I hope that you know any differences with nuances in, in legislation that's unrelated to the Zika virus and funding for it can be put aside for the common good of, of citizens across the country. And I expect that that will happen. MPB's Evelina Burnett with Whitaker Askew of the American Gaming Association on urging Congress to pass Zika funding. Up next, listening to veterans across the state. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. As the presidential nominees campaign, they often deliver the same speech, pounding home the same issues. Polls came out today. I mean, we have had a rigged system, and we're going to keep our jobs in our country. I'm Kelly McEvers. What we learn from a Donald Trump stump speech later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. 
The Health Minute is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. It's good to be blue. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs in Jackson is reaching out to veterans across the state in a series of town hall meetings. Officials with the VA say they're working to listen to veterans and improve services. In addition to meetings at the G.V. Montgomery Medical Center in Jackson, the VA has begun reaching out to veterans who might not be able to make it to the Jackson facility by holding town hall meetings throughout the state. Facility Associate Director Joe Vaughn tells MPB's Paul Boger most of the complaints the VA gets deal with customer service. So one thing I'm hearing a lot is that they are really satisfied with the care. They're really impressed with the, the you know the state of the art technology and uh, the care that gets delivered. I'm hearing that our customer service needs to improve, and we've definitely made efforts to do that, especially with answering the phones and things like that, uh, more administrative type tasks. So we've uh, trained about 1,500 of our employees and uh, improved customer service and, and being an advocate for the veteran when they come in because our message has been with every Everything that's going on with the VA, we need the veteran to be our advocate. And, you know, the only way they're going to do that is if we provide excellent customer service for them. The VA has been under some tough scrutiny in the last year or so, especially with cases like in Phoenix. You know, how can the VA here in Mississippi make sure that they get that great customer service or they make sure they get that, that care that they need? So one thing we do is every morning we look at our access numbers, and right now we're averaging about 97% of our appointments are done within less than 30 days. So uh, for mental health, we actually have same-day access. Uh, so if you come in today and you need to be seen in mental health, we're going to get you in today. And then, like I said, for the improvement in customer service, uh, the training, and then the other piece is holding people accountable when, when they don't meet expectations. Where do you see the, you know, the Sunny Montgomery VA going in the next five years? So in the next five years, we really want to grow our facility, especially in the primary care area. Uh, with the CHOICE program, a lot of the, the specialty care is available in the community here. So Mississippi being medically underserved uh, state, there's a, you know, a real need for, for primary care. And uh, so that's one area we're, we're looking at growing. We also... Uh, have been working on our uh, uh, cancer treatment, and uh, we anticipate installing a new true beam linear accelerator, which make us one of the most advanced radiation therapy treatment centers in the state. It's uh, it's the radiation therapy system they used actually. You know, when you treat somebody with radiation for cancer. Before all this, before the town halls, you know, before concentrating on customer service specifically, you know, what were some of the problems here in the, the VA and here in Jackson? Probably, you know, the number one complaint I get anywhere, everywhere I go is is our customer service, phones, uh, people getting transferred, you know, multiple times, trying to get in touch with somebody. So that's probably been, like I said, the major focus of our efforts is, is improving our customer service. We've had work groups looking at it. We've made a lot of changes internally, a new phone system, how calls get routed, uh, making sure that we have accurate list of, of phone numbers and and uh, that you know when people are trying to get in touch with their provider they can actually get in touch with them we've also uh, very heavily 
advertised and trained our uh, veteran population on My Healthy Vet, which is a, a web-based way to go in and renew your prescriptions and send secure messages to your provider so uh, they don't have to rely on just phones, you know, especially if, if the doctor's in with a patient, you know, they can get back to them through secure messaging, that type of thing. You know, and that seem would that, uh, that would seem to work with younger veterans or, or you know more affluent veterans, if you will. But the older veterans, the you know maybe the poor or homeless veterans, you know they don't have that kind of access to the technology. You know, how do you reach out to them? So that's going to be more getting our, our phone system straightened out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but also, uh, we were selected to be a pilot. Uh, we haven't implemented it yet where the VA is going to trial uh, using mobile devices. And I don't know the specifics on it yet, but my impression was maybe even providing those mobile devices. Uh, so the veterans that can't afford it, you know, the VA could pick up the bill for it. So doing some pilot projects like that. And uh, then we've also done, uh, we're doing more telehealth. So with our seven community-based clinics that spread around the state, that uh, they can just go into one of those so it doesn't put a financial burden on them to come here and we can do things, especially uh, mental health treatment and uh, chaplain uh, uh, advice through video conference instead of actually making them come into Jackson. So making more use of, of telehealth. MPB's Paul Boger with Joe Vaughn of the VA on reaching out to veterans. Up next, a health minute from Dr. Rick DeShazo on acne. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. One day, one drive, one goal, $100,000. We need $100,000 to pay the cost of all things considered. Help us reach our goal during a one-day drive on Friday. To give now, visit mpbonline.org. Hi, we're We're MPB MPB Think Think Radio. Friday, your station needs your help. We're trying to raise $100,000, the cost of all things considered. And we're doing this in one day. One drive, one day, $100,000. Visit mpbonline.org for more information. And tune in all day Friday to MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo, Professor of Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. Acne is a condition that affects teenagers and young adults most commonly, but it can persist into adulthood. And we're seeing lots of school kids, now that school's back in session, coming in concerned about their appearance because of active acne. This condition is caused by hormones that increase the amount and viscosity of what's called sebum, S-E-B-U-M, a waxy material that moisturizes the skin. Because of the increased viscosity, these oil ducts get plugged up and swell up, and they can get infected. Acne severity depends on what type of lesions are present and how much skin is affected. Most cases of acne can be successfully treated, but even with proper medication use, it may take up to two months to see improvement. Mild acne can be treated with over-the-counter medications, but severe acne will require a prescription. So what we suggest is using benzoyl peroxide-containing preparations as a place to start. These desquamate the skin, and they have to be applied every day, and the skin has to have a little bit of a fuzz on it for them to work. If that doesn't work, then you've got to see the doctor for a prescription. (laughs) 
For more health tips and medical information, listen for Southern Remedy each weekday at 11, where the doctors are always in. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo. You have a big decision to make on November 8th. A date which will live Ask not need in, in my Mr. Gorbachev. We will keep this promise to the American people. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. Hi, I'm Jason Klein, director of MPB Radio. It's time for our fall drive, but we're changing the game this year. Our goal is to raise the cost of all things considered. One drive, one day, $100,000. Like other state agencies, MPB's budget has been cut. So we need your help now more than ever. Your contribution combined with other members makes a huge difference. And this year, it's only one day, one drive, $100,000. Friday on MPB Think Radio. And thank you. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The Department of Veterans Affairs says roughly 20 veterans a day commit suicide. This is according to the most recent data released by the VA this summer. Too often, as veterans assimilate to life back home, problems occur in their mental health as well as their physical health, leading far too many to chemical dependency and suicide. Retired Army Major Ed Polito knows this word knows this world well. A wounded veteran of the war in Iraq, Polito now helps other veterans find hope in their lives back home as part of the Real Warriors Project. He tells us one IED changed everything 12 years ago. Well, my story begins on August 17th of 2004 when I was doing a combat tour in Bakuba, Iraq. I would be hit by an improvised explosive device, a roadside bomb that would change my life forever. But as I always say, the enlisted and the non-commissioned officer, the backbone of our military, would render aid, save my life, and certainly uh, with my love for God, country, and family, I would be uh, brought back to the United States of America where I'd have E. coli, Ancetobacter, and two staph infections in my left leg. And on October 1st of 04, they would amputate that. And to let me, me, st- let me really stop the- you for a second. Why, why did you have E. coli, and what did you say in your leg? An Ancetobacter, it was in the soil from the bomb that I hit. And uh, I incurred two staph infections, and then a chemical agent festered in my leg to where they couldn't save it anymore in October 1st of 04. I would lose it forever, and that's when the silent wounds of war really hit true to me. Do you have a prosthetic? Are you in a wheelchair? What's the, uh, the result of that amputation? Well, I tell you what, I do very well each and every day. I get up, and I have a prosthetic leg. It's a, an awesome piece of hardware, and it's one that provides me the physical attributes to be able to do what I do each and every day. Uh, and that's why I promote mental health and wellness, because I think it's an important aspect of, of living healthy, uh, not only from the physical wounds, but from the mental and the wellness wounds. And as I was well. going to ask about that, because physically, as you said, you, it's better every day. But what about the wounds that aren't so obvious? Well, I will tell you that the Real Warriors campaign raises awareness about that. Those signs and those symptoms of what you said, said the invisible wounds and that we can provide psychological health resources for service members, veterans, and their families. And through the Defense Department's overall strategy, what we're trying to do is let people know that these wounds are real, uh, that you don't have to be in a combat ex- have a combat experience to come back or to be uh, having these issues, because it could be from a divorce, it could be from just normal life stressors, 
And so what we're trying to do is just raise awareness and use the Real Warriors campaign and our website and all of the information that's available uh, to educate and, more importantly, to inspire veterans to think about how important their lives are. Major Polito, is there any data that tells us how many soldiers return from war uh, with emotional or mental problems as a result? Well, I will tell you that they've done a lot of studies on different things. Uh, over 350,000 veterans have come back with PTSD issues. Um, I know that that, to me, is, a, is an underlining thing, or, or combat stress, as we call it. But it is normal to be in a combat field environment and, and come back with some stressors. Now the number for suicides in our veteran community is 20, used to be 22. Uh, there are a lot of uh, individuals that are getting their disability benefits. And, uh, you know, the VA and the Department of Defense are doing their best to make sure that uh, our service members are educated. Our first-line leaders and military leaders are taking care of their service members. And more importantly, that folks like you are helping to get the word out about an important issue. Now, let's say that someone, uh, someone's needs are not being met. Uh, they're not getting the psychological help or even the physical help they might need. How can Real Warriors, how can that campaign help them? Well, it's great because they can call our one eight six six nine six six one zero two zero number. They can go to the realwarriors.net website. We have an outreach center with consultants that are able to answer questions. Uh, we have a mobile app, um, video profiles and PSAs. I'm profiled in those videos, and as hard as it was to tell my story, I felt compelled to help others. And then there's articles, and of course, you know what? Social media and that connection is a huge deal. Uh, but they can also call the hotlines, the Military Crisis Line, 1-800-273-TALK, or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that same number can be used to get the information you need and to talk to a, pers- a live person that can help with stress, anxiety, or anything that they may be having issues with. But aside from the hotline, the number you gave first will, will set somebody up with someone they can talk to to find out what services might be available and how they can be helped? Correct. And again, that number is 866-966-1020. And uh, there are a lot of resources out there and available, but um, going to the campaign website will really enable um, not only our military, but their families to gain knowledge about this important issue and what they can do to help their service member. How long has the Real Warriors campaign been around? Well, it was, uh, they got together around 2007-8 time frame. Uh, beginning to develop all of the resources um, and beginning to develop the infrastructure. Uh, they built the profiles. Of course, now we've got the social media, the articles, and then we've got a history, a rich history of helping a lot of our service members. So uh, to me, I think that, you know, it was it was long overdue to have a campaign like this, and I'm just so glad that they've saved so many lives and, and have supported so many service members uh, with the campaign. And, our, you know, our campaign model is real warriors, real battles, real strength. Uh, that's what we're all about, and that's why we're doing this campaign. And we only got to part of your story, but you did have a post-traumatic stress disorder, did you not? I did, and you know what? I, I look at it in a positive light. I also live with a traumatic brain injury. I, I wrote a book uh, called Major Ed, um, and it, uh, people can go to majored.org and get a copy. But in that book, I talked about the issues that I faced, how the Real Warriors campaign helped me, and then I educated the, the, the general public and the American people on what they can do to make a difference. And to me, that's, that's my calling in life. And you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world, even though I live with the issues that I live with each and every day. 
Uh, my calling is to save lives and help people. Retired Army Major Ed Polito, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, and God bless the United States of America. Coming up after Mississippi Edition, it's Fix It 101, Everyday Tech and Southern Remedy. And remember to download our podcast. Just search for Mississippi Edition in your favorite podcasting app and listen whenever you'd like. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Klein, director of MPB Radio. It's time for our drive, but we're changing the game this year. Our goal is to raise the cost of all things considered. One drive, one day, $100,000. Like other state agencies, MPB's budget has been cut. So we need your help now more than ever. Your contribution combined with other members makes a huge difference. And this year, it's only one day, one drive, $100,000. It's Marketplace Tech for Wednesday, September 14th.